Hey, Saif, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. And welcome to Juan Epp is Dead. Uh, everyone so excited today. Um, to this, this thing popped up. Shouts to my guy, Al Branch, Queens. He reached out to me um, a little while ago about this project that is coming. That I got to tell you, Saif, I didn't know if this project was, was going to happen anymore. I started to uh-huh. be like, wait, are we ever going to hear this? What's yeah. happening? And it turns out that the Fife Dog album, Forever, yes. is coming. Thank and the, the video for Nutshell Remix um, drops this week, as you're hearing this podcast, featuring Redman and Buster Rhymes, produced by Dilla. And Saif, a wonderful cameo. From yours wow. truly in the video. From 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 uh, Peter Rosenberg. That's right. That's right. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Were you invited to a video shoot or were you just happened to be somewhere where they were shooting a video? Well, I'm, you know what? I'm glad you asked that. And a man <laughs> who can answer that question is with us right now. So we're, we're going to bring in a few guests today to talk all things Fife. Um, first of all, we're honored to have um, Fife's Wiz, his wife, his everything, Disha on the show with us. Disha, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm glad um, to be here. And, and then we also have Fife's right hand, his his DJ manager, friend forever, and a guy who I've known now for probably twenty years, maybe more. DJ Rasta Root. What up, Root? How you doing, man? To answer your question, Sife, uh, I invited him to the video, uh-huh. and he came very willingly, even right. though it was on the day of his closing of his home. So I really Whoa. appreciate him and are forever in debt to him. This was where that. was this video shoot? Where was it happening? Was it in a, a studio? Some kind of uh... yeah, it happened at um, YouTube Space in New York. Okay, okay. We had it for two days, and he came on the first day. He was invited specifically to be in the video. Yeah, the original <laughs> was the, the original intent was to have him pretend to be Redman, but we couldn't get Busta on the first day, so we decided to have him play Busta, and that's how that came about. <laughs> You'll understand. Okay. Okay. You'll understand okay. when you yeah. see the video. Right. Okay. And by All the way, right. um, Root, when is the video dropping? So the short video drops three twenty two, which okay. be yesterday, and the long form drops, which is the director's cut, drops probably a week after that, which will starring you actually. Oh, wow. star! Billing. That's v- top billing. Very very nice. <laughs> um, so, Disha, first of all, I want to ask you, um, what. What has the process been of figuring out the release of this album? And did you always know that you it, it, you wanted it to come out still? Take us through a little bit. I mean, obviously, it's been a really crazy five years for you. Um, and obviously, our extreme condolences to both of you guys, uh, even now still. Uh, what, what an incredible loss. Um so when did you start getting to the place of even thinking about what are we going to do with this this music? Well, he's been working on his music for, <clears throat> I would say, maybe eight, nine years. Um, even before he transitioned, he had always been working on his music. So once he um, passed away, we knew that we had to continue with his vision. And we knew that it would take some time because there were still some things that we had to um complete. And so we were, you know, just charged with the energy of just completing this album. You know, we're excited. We can't wait to share it with the world. We know he would be excited because he was excited even, 
you know, doing the music and yeah. he was in his element. He was ready to release it. And it's just been and, and actually it's kind of been an emotional roller coaster um, for the family, just trying to complete it as well. So that's why it's taken um, a couple of years to kind of release it. So it we've be. kind of been up and down. But we're we're excited now, so we're we're ready for everyone, all his fans, to to hear this um, amazing album. Yeah, it has to be challenging to because when someone passes away that you love so much, you have the memories, and you sit with your memories. But to put out music, you constantly have to hear that person's voice. Right. And it must be an emotional journey to go yeah. up and down with that. Like you're constantly reminded of the things you miss, but you want it to come out. You want the fans to be happy, but also like you personally, like, you know, when we, when someone that we know and a family member passes away, you remember it and maybe you hear like a, a home video once in a while or an old voicemail, but to do an album is just like constant reminders. Right. So we had to, you know, start and then stop for a little bit yeah, and just kind of restart. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. no, we got to finish this. We have to finish yeah, this. So a, it's been kind of up and down, but we're, we're ready. Do you, it's it's kind of like a journey of paths and rhythms. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to compare it to that, absolutely. Tisha, how often do you listen to, to tribe music? Like when we got it from here, it came out, did did you listen to that a lot? Um, do you I sit did. with Tribe in the house? Yes, I, I did um, listen to it quite often because there were times where I wanted to hear his voice. Yeah. And so, you know, with him not here, I'm like, I got to hear his voice. I have to hear his voice. So I would play some of those songs over and over again. And sometimes just replaying his verse on certain yeah. um, songs. I would just, you know, just to hear that Trini dialect, just certain things that he would say. I would just play it over and over and over again. And even Tribe, sometimes I'll just watch the the shows, the performances that they had, Rock the Bells. I would pull those video, videos up and start watching those just to see his face and to hear that voice and to see that he's in his element because that's how I, I kind of want to remember him, him being in that element of performing yeah. and, you know, just doing his work. How long How long have had, have you guys known each other? How long have you known Fife? Since um, 1998. 1998. So, yeah, we met in 98 in Atlanta. Love movement time. Yes. Oh, it was the love movement right for real. Group. Yeah, it was right after the group broke up, actually. It was like a week or so after the group broke up. <clears throat> wow. You were probably so upset. You're like, oh, yeah. I want to go to tribe shows. There's no more tribe. <laughs> Tribe's done. It's done. It's you and me, lady. <laughs> and Root, how long, how long had you and Fife known each other? Well, it's crazy. It's funny that she mentions that year. I met him in 1998 when I moved back from Japan. Um, I met him in a studio and we started kind of working off and on from then on. But I had met him throughout college. I interviewed him before I went to Japan. I, uh, you know, just had experiences with the group. But I actually met him and started working with him in 1998. And when did you take on like a, a management type role? Because I remember you, I guess, all the ventilation. Like, does it go that, back that far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was vent ventilation, and we've done interviews at your. No, that was, was that was like my that was like my rental house with friends in Maryland all the way back in the day. That was a real real dump. Gotcha. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was the um the promo run for ventilation, I think. But um, I started taking on a managerial role in two thousand four when they decided to get back together and do their first reunion show. I was doing stuff for him, but then as as far as the group's concerned, in two thousand four, street scene. 
And San Diego. So, so, Root, what can you tell people about this Fife album, man? The listeners that we have are a lot of Tribe fans. I mean, these are these are the people who really, this is your, your core sort of audience of people who appreciate the music. What I, what I would say, what I'd like to say, what Fife and I had spoken about as he was building the album was, I feel like this album is going to be the next natural step to what you think a Fife slash Tribe album would sound like forwarding 20 years from when they last created, you know, the, the last album, which been Love Movement, but not right. um, We Got It From Here. So I think it's a, it's a really nice segue sonically, obviously lyrically, but his pen was sharp because at the time we were recording the album, um, he was working on the Tribe album, so he was constantly writing and being around creative. So I like to say he his pen was tribe, really sharp. In uh, a uh, uh, how would I say it? Like in a, in a, in a linear moment of placing tribe albums you're saying this one would go before we got it from here yeah i would say that sonically it does because of some of the techniques mm-hmm. we u- utilize to record it um and just you know his his voice had different incarnations throughout the years and i think even vocally it kind of fits mm-hmm. in right around that time too but the good thing about it is you're not going to say god this sounds like a tribe right. album. it's definitely a fife album it's super him, and you know, being that he was steering the ship, creatively, yeah. most of the stuff that happened was things he wanted. He didn't have to like talk to other people. Yeah, and say, I love you that. Try I this. love when solo albums don't just sound like a, a a group album without other members. Like Prodigy album absolutely. didn't sound like a absolutely. Mob Deep album. You know what I mean? I love right. that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I love that album yeah. too. Well, and it, and I think in some ways ventilation, you know, for people who spent time with it, it 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 was it was sort of like that. It it felt. You were getting fight from a tribe called Quest, but it wasn't a tribe album. Yeah. You had like the Dilla singles and you had like Fife's energy all over it. So it'll always remind you of tribe. I mean, Q Tip can't do something without you thinking of tribe and neither can Fife. 100%. But they both operate in their yep. sort of own, you know, place musically. Right. Um, right. I got to tell you guys, Tribe's my all-time favorite group. Root, we talked about this a lot. I'm sure you guys both know how, how big of a fan I am. But I was completely taken aback by We Got It From Here. Like, I really I really don't think any part of me thought it would be that good. Like, given how long it had been, given the situation with Fife, the, the whole, all of it, just made me feel like it'll be cool there'll be moments on it but like come on and were you guys taken aback at all by how great it turned out to be and what the reception was like for it i mean it turned out to be like a full-on it's in the catalog one of the great tribe called quest albums of all time like did that tisha did that surprise you and do you think it would have surprised fife I didn't know how it was going to be received because I kept thinking, okay, is he, does he have enough verses on the album? You know, I know he was kind of in the middle of um, the, well, they were in the middle of the album before he um, transitioned. So I was just kind of like, okay, how is the world going to receive this album? Like he's not on every song. Um, So I was, I was a little surprised at the, at the reception. I will say that. I, I thought the I album think, was great. Even back in the day, he wasn't on every song, though. Neither one of them were on it, you know? So it's like, it's part of the formula of a Tribe Quest. They, they had joints like that. I heard about the album, uh, not to tell someone else's story, but Dave Chappelle went to, came to New York just to go to the funeral. 
And then he came and did a comedy set at the Comedy Cellar right after that night and was crying on stage mm -hmm. about Fife. And then um, apparently Q-Tip took a bunch of people to his crib and that's when he first heard it. And he called me, he was like, bro, he goes this, like exactly what you just said, Rosenberg, like, oh, I don't know how it's gonna be, I'm nervous, you don't wanna touch the legacy. And he said, he goes, it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? And it, It's funny you say that because that night at Q-Tip's house, in his little studio, it was uh, Chris Rock, Chappelle, RZA, Queen Latifah, uh, D'Angelo, Q-Tip, Jerobe. So the, the um, Jack yeah, White yeah, was there, um, Andre 3000, in this one room, I, and it was like this. I skipped this, I, I skipped this because I had to wake up no, for work. By no, the way. you know what? That's one thing you weren't invited to. No, I swear to God, Q-Tip <laughs> told me. He was like, we're going to go listen, and I was like, oh. Okay, and I had gone. That day had been so crazy because I went straight from work, my jobs, to the memorial at the Apollo. I was emotionally. Wait, hold on, you're being serious. You were invited. Yes. How do, hold on, guys. Give me one second, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How did you not go to that? What's wrong with this? Is why I don't fuck with you. This is why I don't fuck with you. You skip work to go to that. You call out sick the next day. I know, I know. I can't, it was. I it, can't. And then when I heard about I the whole situation, it sounded like this spiritual, just amazing thing. So sorry, Root, continue. Everyone was there. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It was a very spiritual, like, full of comedy, full of, like, just these creatives in one room. And I felt like Fife brought everybody together in, in a way where it could only happen in that, in that situation where someone would have to transition to draw yeah. these minds together you know, that you'd probably never see in the same room. And that was amazing to just sit there and see, like, wow, this is like this is like yeah, a time vault right here of, of yeah. music and musical talent. Disha, was it complicated for you as the wife who loves this man so much and this man loves this group so much, but the relationship, obviously, we know that the, the tip-fife relationship is this complicated brother relationship. It's brothers, yeah, it's brothers. And, like, it's... It literally is that. Like I, I've been. I was at Rock the Bell shows when they were not good. I yeah. was. I've seen. Ev and yet, I, and I've heard, and I've spoken to them both about each other. Particularly yeah. Tip. I know the way Tip feels about Fife. Like there was never any question on the way they loved each other. But it was complicated. Was it hard, sort of fitting in there as a wife and being supportive, but also being like. I'm sure trying to present the other side and and keep the peace and things like that. Yeah, at times it was hard because, like you said, they would go through their good times and bad times, but they were family at the end of the day. So he loved Tip, you know. So even though they had disagreements here and there, and and it was difficult for him sometimes managing the relationship, he loved him at the end of the day. That was his brother. And even when they came back to work on the, on the album, he was really really excited because he was back to you know, being in the room with his friends. And even though there were, you know, challenges in the past, he started putting things behind them. And he's like, okay, let's make amends and let's go ahead and collectively and collaboratively get this album done. So, oh God. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it was a little challenging for me sometimes because I was the supportive wife and I was trying to always get him to look at the positive side and you know, just trying to bring that brotherhood together. Like, that's your brother at the end of the day. Yeah, you're family and you're going to go through ups and downs, but you guys have known each other since you were young, very young. So, did you, you feel, know, it'll, did, 
Did you feel good about the place they were in when he transitioned? Yes. Yes. And he did, that too. That, he that's he was at peace. Yes, he was at peace with their friendship and their um, brotherly relationship. So I was very happy with that. I think it all kind of lined up that way um, mm. for him to come back to them and, yeah. you know, be in the same room with them to be working like all of that happened for a reason on how all mm. that kind of lined up. So that was kind of that was beautiful. And he would call me and say, we did this today. I'm excited. I'm a, I was in the corner working on this rhyme. He would actually send me videos of him in Tip studio doing his verses and he would have mm. the, the look and the music we playing in the background. So he was in his element and he, he was really, really, really elated to just that's be dope. back in the room with his brothers, bust up, just everybody. He was, he yeah. was happy. That's that, that, that warms dope. me to, that warms my heart to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause um, isn't there a story, isn't there a story where you grab Q-tip by a shirt and be like, you better cut this shit out Q-tip. Wasn't that you? <laughs> in, in New York at Tip's house? <laughs> Wait, no, I'm joking. Is there really a situation where you did that? <laughs> Who, me? Uh, Root, what, Root, what were you going to add to that? I was going to say that um, the one thing I wish all fans could see and all people that asked that question just over the years is at the end of one of the sessions recording the last album, um, we were in his in Tip's uh, like hallway t- towards the front door and the other managers and myself were talking about plans Next thing we hear, because Tip always has music playing in his house. So next thing behind, we hear this noise and we all turn around and they're both doing old school dances together. And like between them, you know, like kid and play stuff and, you know, those, those old dances. And to me, I was like, OK, this is totally on the right track. This 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 kind of seals everything and cements everything about their friendship. They were really wake, making their way. Did back you guys did you guys ever look that. at each other during the recording? Did you ever look at Jerobi and go, wait, you could rap this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was interesting because Jerobi's verses are very intricate and yeah. like a windy road. And I had no idea. I had no idea. Honestly, I did not. And I think being around Busta and Tip, and Tip was really like hard on him to like get this right and you know do that again, try it again. Even with Five, let's do it again. You can do it better. So I think Jerobi really had to step up and did step up to the plate to really kind of enter and kind of be announcing himself as arriving as a, a true rapping tribe of, uh, it, member it's of tribe. It's also so tribe-like, so, Saif. So Saif, yeah. isn't it so tribe? They're like the only group, not the only, but the f- certainly the first one in hip-hop that comes to my mind, of that membership in the group has evolved since the first album. Yeah. Like, first album, barely any Fife and Jerobi's there. Second album, more Fife, Jerobi's gone. Third yeah. album, it's Tip and Fife almost as equals. Fourth yeah. album, here comes Dilla and Consequence. Right. Fifth album, Consequence gone. Dilla's still there. Yeah. Sixth <laughs> album, Busta and Jerobi are basically back yeah, as MC. Group, yeah. And Busta's a member of the group. And the group, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. yep. And, and Consequence, Consequence came back. 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 Exactly. Yeah. It's, I, it's I, amazing. I, the the, the, yeah, the that's biggest... I don't even know how to explain it. The 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 biggest the joy of Fife on the second album on the Low End Theory, you everyone literally was like, "Yo, Fife!" Like like I don't know. He sounded great on the first album, but what he did on that second album was like you could actually see and hear him going, "No, no, no, no! I'm in this. This is my thing." And that second album, which to me is like. The, it's it's my favorite 
it's like you watch somebody go, no, 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 I'm, I don't know, you know, before we were kids, we, it was almost like a demo. We were under uh, Jungle Brothers and, and Native Tongues, but this tribe album is us. And Fife's improvement, what I don't know what happened in those two years, whatever. Was and the confidence, his voice changed. You're right. And here's one, I'm sorry to say this. I don't know what was wrong with me for many years. I thought he was saying his name was Monique. <laughs> I don't know why. Malik. And I was like, wow, Trini, Trini people, they, Monique is a man's name in the Trini <laughs> world. And the day I found out his name was Malik, I <laughs> changed shame, your life. The shame came over me like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I thought he was saying, "Yo, my name is." Yo, Monique. there was a there was a thing going around the internet this week <laughs> about that exact thing. How when you're a kid listening to music, you get things wrong in your head forever. It was right. some girl on the internet freaking out because she thought that on Ja Rule and J J Lo, I'm real. That oh, when I he says, oh, "What's yeah. my motherfucking name?" That she, I saw he thought that. She said, Are you ready? <laughs> And she was like, it's R-U-L-E? It's spelling his name? What? Like, we all do that as kids. But, Monique, you're just an idiot, Monique Saif. I'm crazy. sorry. I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> I used to um, write down, I used to I used to listen to the lyrics and write it down so I could practice doing it myself. And I used to write down Monique. Wow, you wrote that down? I didn't know you wrote lyrics. You could do it yourself. Yeah. I'm, I'm very you, big in the, in the lip-syncing karaoke world. All right, so we, it appears now we have another guest who's going to join us to weigh in on the conversation. It's worth, it's worth bringing him in, I think. Awesome. Swan Ep listeners may be familiar with his work. Um, and, in fact, we just found out yesterday, at least I just found out, maybe you knew this, Rostra Disha, I did not know that April 20th there was going to be a Red Man, Method Man versus battle. But that's mm. now. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's I saw that now, last night. That's now that's been made exciting. official, which is that's crazy. That's going to be crazy. Um, so without any further ado, this guy is featured on the, the Nutshell remix. Um, and by the way, the video, I've seen the video. It looks awesome. Um, they sound great. It's a classic Dilla track. Um, and so I think everyone's going to enjoy it. And also, I want to get in a moment, Rude, I want to get into the other features that exist. But let's bring, let's bring Redman's stanking ass... On to one app. Reggie Noble. Yes, sir. <laughs> How are you, man? Rosenberg, I woke up alive and healthy. How about you? Red, we feel great. We're talking to Disha and Rasta Root about Fife's entire story. Now we we found out last night you have a versus battle coming up, plus you're on the Nutshell single. Things are good. Well, things been good, man. When you woke up alive and healthy. That's right. That's right. Uh, is Amen. everything okay in your crib, Redman? Because you're wearing a mask, but I, but I think Yo, you're at home. Look, look, first of all, this mask and shit done fucked my my mental up on having to uh -huh. have a mask every time I move around this motherfucker. Right, right. And, uh, even on a Zoom interview. Yeah, even on a Zoom. <laughs> and it's just like, you know. And plus, I knew I was going to be on a, a Zoom call, so I had to just because I'm spending the night at my mom's house. I mean, Spending some time with my mom, so I'm in my my old room I grew up in. God, you know, I love bed, you. This bed is little. <laughs> my feet hanging off, all off of it. <laughs> Yo, it is. Yo, Redman does it again. Cribs again with Redman. Yeah, 
Yes, yes. So <laughs> don't mind the mask, but I'm here for my brother Fife. That's all that matters. We appreciate hey. you, brother. Yes, oh, very much so. How you doing, sis? I'm also, good, and yourself? <laughs> I can't complain. I can't complain. Uh, Reggie, talk to us about um, about Nutshell, how the record came to be, and just like I'm guessing that those those moments that you spent with Fife over shooting that video is probably some of the last time you got to spend with them. So tell us a little bit about making the record and, and some of the memories you have about being with Fife around that uh, around that time. Um. Well, you know, Fife is always. I mean, first of all, you know, Quest. You know, that's family and uh, just you know, being part of the the whole, just the whole uh, entity of, you know, Tribe Call Questions, being a part of it ever since the first scenario video, you know. Um, yes, you know, yes. I highly respect, you know, uh, Q-Tip, Fife, and the whole team for even allowing me to be a part of it because, I, you know, I was a little rough-edged. You know, I didn't think I had that, uh, I, I guess, that kind of fabric of, of, of of kind of mentality they were on and i i appreciate it so much because it was so different for what i was doing you know i was coming from a no, street point of view and they were coming from a street point of view as well but just from a different perspective so I always knew, uh, had uh highly respected tribe for even allowing me to be a part of it um fight as an mc Ever since the Siemens Furniture goddamn comment, man, the the line. I mean, I'm sure that did it for a whole lot of people as well. But with Fife, it was just like, wow, you know what? Fife got bars. All right, he 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 found a way to uh, he found a way to have a balance with what Trot was talking about and have a little street edge from where mm -hmm. he came from. You know, mm -hmm. far as punchlines and. Yes. You know, keeping the rhyme exciting. So I always uh, highly respected Fife. Now, when he called me up for the song, well, Tony Reams asked me. You know, it wasn't like I was that distant from Fife anyway because we highly respected each other. But when Tony, my boy, uh, you know, asked me, uh, said, Fife was looking for you to, you know, was thinking about putting on a song. I was like, oh, okay, immediately. I was like, yes, this is, that's nothing. I'm ready for that. And... When I got the record, uh, I wrote it and I heard he sent it to me with Busta Rhymes and his verse on it. So I had a little, uh, I had something to feedback on. But when we did the record and he said he wanted to shoot it, I was like, wow, this this is amazing. And I had no uh, idea that, you know, Fife was really that sick. I know he was sick, but I thought he was kind of, you know, he had it maintained. So when we did the video and after the video actually, he was like, yo, I got my album. So I sat down with him when we was all sitting over in the corner. And he played me that album, bro. And that album was off the chain amazing. Like, really amazing. Really, mm. really. I sat there. I was like, Fife, this album is off the... He was like, yeah, I put my work into it, man. I put my heart into it, bro. Just glad y'all are part of it. And, uh, you know, the last moments uh, that week, that next week or week and a half... Uh, Later, I, you know, I found out that he passed. You know, the team told me he passed. It was just such oh, a blessing wow. to be a part of his entity before he go. And I had the, you know, pleasure to sit with him and actually hear some words from Fife, you know, instead of the whole tribe uh, called Quest family. I heard right. the Fife from a Fife point of view. And it was just, it was it was great. It was uh, inspiring, motivating. And 
I wouldn't trade that moment for for none for nothing in the world, bro. Because I got to spend my last moments with this man before he left this earth, and it was like I think the way I move, I move with the energy of God that I'm blessed. I am a soldier of God. You know, I am. You know, I put out so much energy with good people, and he he put me in that place, me bus and fight in that building to be together on his last days before he was out far as musically. And I, I, I would not trade that for anything, brother. That's amazing. Not at all. That's amazing. Um, man, uh, I, I, you brought something up that, Reggie, I hadn't thought about in a long time, which was you, early days, tissue in the nose, mm-hmm. wilding out Red Man in the scenario video, on the, on the cover of Midnight Marauders, um, mm-hmm. coming down the block, man, loud as fuck. You would swear Red Man was inside the truck. Mm-hmm. Where did that? Do you? Where did that all come from? Were they just was Tip just a fan of yours? Like, where did that relationship come from? Um, the thing. The, well, here's the thing. Um, Tip was like, uh, what was the guy that was on? Uh, I forgot his name. He was so dope, but he passed away. That was on Scenario. A uh, hood. Yeah, eight hood. Hood. What's Kid Hood. Kid Hood. Jay Hood. Kid Hood. Kid. Kid Hood. All right, my bad. Pardon me. Pardon me. Kid Hood. Um, he was he was on a record, right? And I was like, wow, because I had just did maybe like you know uh, something with EPMD that that caught the eye of Try because you know just being honest, like you know, uh, Tip is like one of the reasons I got to sign a Def Jam. You know, um, yeah, besides EPMD putting in the word, um, I heard it came across Tribe Called Quest, uh, you know, their desk, I would say. Mm -hmm. And Tip was in the building. He was like, this guy is dope. You got to sign him. It was like, you know, they asked him for opinion. He was like, yo, this guy is dope. Mm -hmm. He said, matter of fact, he's going to, I'm going to invite him to the video. And he invited me to the video and... I was so I was so eagerly to meet Jay Hood because Jay Hood he they was it was like kind of trial call quest was putting Jay Hood on and I was like yo they putting somebody on that talks my kind of language so yeah. I couldn't wait to get up in the building and meet this guy and then they told me he had passed like right before he got his really start his his and I was like wow and uh, so ever since then you know. Uh, you know, Q-Tip, he had me in the video, man, and he, you know, he was helping me with my career far as letting people know, just bringing a little awareness to my fabric. And, yeah. you know, that's what I did for Music Soul Child. You know, uh, Music Soul Child was on Kevin's Lau's desk, and, you know, I used to, me and Kev used to sit there at the office and talk a lot. And he was like, what you think about this guy? And I said, Kevin, I said, this is the most amazing R&B uh, music I have ever heard. You have wow. to sign them immediately. Wow. And they signed Music Soul Child because of me. So the energy works, man. It works in a, you know, in a domino effect. Um yeah. I like I said, with Tribe, I, I I I never asked for it. It just came to my plate. And I just appreciate what Tip did, what any of them did, like any mentioning my name to help me, you know, resonate in this uh hip hop uh game like I am, man. So I definitely tip my hats off to them guys, bro. Amazing. Disha, um, 
the last time I saw Fife, Redman was there at the video shoot. We were sitting there talking shit and, of course, talking about sports. Yo, was there any bounds to this man's obsession with sports? Like, I swear to God, it was. he was talking about it that day. He was like, I want to do a sports podcast. We should talk about a sports podcast. Like, was it just constant and forever? Yes, all the time. I mean, as you can see, he started a, a UNC room, Carolina room. We started years ago. So we he started putting up banners. Yes. I kind of finished the room, but this is what he started. So this was his room, his man cave. Mm. And so it was almost like you were in Carolina <laughs> at the arena with everything. Like this is was his vision. So, yes, yeah, sports. He lived sports every day. He was like a walking sports almanac. Like he knew stats. He every year he would um, draft day. He would, you know, kind of write down notes of who should be drafted, just everything, um, college basketball, uh, professional football, like everything. Every day he talks sports. So, like you said, he did want to start a podcast. Um, I think it was called Five Sports Network. Roots, you remember? Yeah, yeah. He was putting yeah. up videos. Yeah, sports analyst. Yeah, he was excited about um, going to ESPN, being on um, Scott Van, Van Pelt's, um, I think I'm yep. saying his name. Yeah. His show, um, he was just, sports was was number one for him. And he would always say, in this order, it would be sports, then music. And he always wanted to commentate, be an analyst. Sports was wow. him daily. Yeah. By the way, I think, so I think one of the most unknown things, if you're if you're not close to it, that people would know, and you guys all probably know this, yo, Q-Tip loves sports almost as much as Fife. Like, not as much as Fife, but if you think it's just a Fife thing, whenever I hear from Q-Tip, I always think it's going to be on some hip-hop shit. And he's like, yo, what what the fuck are the Jets doing, yo? Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. And, like, he's really intense yeah. about it. Yeah, Tip and I go back and forth about the Raiders because, you know, he and Malik were Jets and I'm Raiders all day. <laughs> so Tip sometimes will, you know, text each other. I think the Jets and the Raiders played this year. I can't, I think I think so. So we were kind of like battling that day. And I forgot that he was much of a fan. You know, he was a big fan as well. He's hardcore. As, yeah. And even during um, even though. Like when they would have their their challenges, when sports kind of brought them together sometimes. Mm. So because they had the same in, you know you know the same common teams that they like, they would talk about the Jets and the Knicks. So that would kind of bring them back together sometimes during um sporting uh sports seasons. And not a lot of people know this, but Redman this year, Sife is actually going to be the manager of the Newark Bears. <laughs> yes, that's I happening. Mean I read. Get out of here. Did, they, did you read that you was going to be the water boy for us, too? That you was going to bring us the water? We the, hey, yo, Rutherford, I may not be a – I'm not a big sports fan, but I'm a heavy boxing fan, man. So I know that. I love boxing, bro. I love it. I love it. I did, love did it. Did you see when Ghostface posted the video this week of uh, him talking to Teofimo Lopez? No, I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah Teofimo Lopez fire. Yeah, yeah, he is. I, he is. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see what he what he's gonna do on this next fight. Can't wait to see what he's gonna do. Um, listen, Root, is there? What can you tell people? Uh, uh, before I let you guys go about the album, when is Forever coming? Who else is on it? What's all the all the stuff people can know about this fight album? 
Yeah, I don't think we can. I don't. I'll defer to Disha on the features. Definitely production wise, we have knots on a couple beats. Mm. Um, we have um, obviously the the Dilla track. I've done a couple on there, and so it's really like his his like dream team of producers and features on there. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it special because he left us all like the the breadcrumbs of what he wanted done on the album. He's got lists and lists of liner notes and things like these little like things that we can kind of pull and kind of draw from to really complete mm. the album. So what I like about it is I say like the family and myself are completing the album, but I'm really proud of him for the blueprint he laid out for us. You know what I mean? Wow. And um, there's some, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'll let her. Def- I'll defer to her. On that. Yeah. Sorry, Disha. Anything you want to put out there? Um, I won't mention anything about features, you know, because we're just still kind of ironing some things out. But man, he like Ruth said, he really left us a blueprint. And he he was the type of person where he was very detail oriented. So everything was written out, the liner notes, just everything. And so we kind of have the vision. And then from him just talking to us, you know, about the album all the time. And so we kind of know um, how we want, he wants everything or how he wanted everything laid out. So we're, we're, we're just excited. We're, we're just ready for, for everybody to, to hear this, this album. It's. And I just want to add one little tidbit. Uh, when we were shooting the, the nutshell part two video, red man texts me and says, your roots, pardon me. I'm at a PTA meeting. I'll be a little late. And in my head, I'm like, Red man at a PTA meeting, that's amazing. <laughs> and that was just like, that blew my mind. It just totally humanized the whole situation. And just a gracious, gracious person. He's been helpful throughout, like, me knowing him. I've no, I've met him in Japan in 98, 97. That's right. That's when I And so, like, I've followed, obviously a fan of UPMD and Red Man. So I'm very thankful to you, Red, for just being available and excited to help us promote because we need all the help we can get. And I'll forever be, uh, you know, indebted to you. Man, nah, man, not at all. And, 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 and. Thank you, like Mr. Roos. Like far, yo, Rose Rosenberg, like, you know, Roos, like, you know, the whole team has been great, man, far as, you know, uh laying that fabric for Fife and continuing the movement, man. But, you know, Ross the Root, man, is just such a great dude, man. And he's just so like kindly spirited, man, and just helping people. Like we in the job of helping people. And uh, you know, from day one since I met him, man, he's just been one hundred with me, man. He also participated in a couple of videos I did. One that didn't come out yet, but he's fun. Right. Definitely talented. I went to one of his uh, jams in, in in Atlanta, and it was off the hook. Like, mm-hmm. Bob, he got with people and, you know, his surroundings and how people love him for what he do, man. It's just amazing. And, you know, Wifey, you are, you're amazing, too. Like, I mentioned you in a couple of interviews as well, man, for what you did for Fife and how you actually, you know, just tried to help him medically, mentally, you know, keep him strong on his last days, man. Like, I really, like, appreciate you guys. So that's why, like, I'm here because I feel like family. Like, even with Tony, like, allowing me, giving me the word, man, just, I I feel like just we're all family because of fight. And, you know, as I look at you, wifey, right now in the, uh, in your Zoom call, man, you have the essence and the light of fight behind you, and it's such what yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Feeling like, you don't you don't realize it every time you speak or say something. Yeah, the light the light keeps body. coming through a certain way. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, no, no keep it. No, yeah. no, Billy June, get a good one shot of that glow coming through. It's incredible. It's red. You know, you're it, right, man. Thing to me every time I see you, my, I get chills because I see 
I feel the the soul of Fife behind you watching this, and he's I got goosebumps and chills all down my body now because I know he's saying thank you guys. I appreciate this. Just yeah. thank you for it. Just continuing because I'm 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 there with it now. I'm there's nothing. I'm I'm there mentally. I you know we all grow as we we get older, but far as energy and spirit, like I'm there heavy with it and. I feel he's in a room right now, so it's a pleasure to be part of this conversation on a Sunday. Sunday is on a Sunday. Sunday is for peace and thinking and family. So, what better way to start it off, you know? Right. And Red, I want to say that Fife has so much respect for you. He was so happy when you agreed to be on on this song. Like you were one of his favorite MCs, and we used to kind of go, you know, listen to your albums, the early albums, and we would just talk about them and listen to them all the time. Like he loved you, Red. He loved you. And I just want to let you know that, you know, some of our conversations <laughs> involved you because you have like this certain energy with you that he loved. And he was like, yo, I got to get Red. I got to get Red on it. I got to get Red on I can hear him on this song. So amazing. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And one thing, one thing you have to understand is, um, Red was there for some of the tribe sessions for the last album and the energy he brought, he played his music, he hung out, he was just there, he gave his input, he listened to Fife solo stuff. Fife appreciated everybody who stopped through the studio and kind of like just to hang out for a second, whether it was Elliot Reed, Redman, whoever else was there, he was very excited to have his friends around. I think God made it so that he could have that one final visit with his friends. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, we appreciate you all. We're excited for the Nutshell video this week. We're excited for the Forever album. And obviously, uh, Reggie, we're always grateful when you come talk to us. Awesome. And uh, uh, Disha, Root, we got your back. Whatever you guys need as we lead up to album, the Thank Wanep you, fam has you. And absolutely. Red, we'll see you uh, April 20th. Bl <laughs> Blunts will be rolled, my friend. <laughs> hey, we um, will be tuned in. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, shout out to them guys, but... Uh, you know, like I said, me and Mev just gonna go up there and have fun. We just we talked about it last night. We like, yo, we just gonna have fun. Yeah, please, please do what Red and Mev do. That's what we yeah, want. We just that's all we need. need. It's what we, we need. We ain't gonna treat it like no verses. Like hey, we going up there to wild out just to do our joints. That's what we doing. I want to ask you. I'm gonna ask you one hard question before I let you go. As I keep <laughs> looking at your rippling shoulder in the Zoom um, window right now. <laughs> yeah, don't try. Who's? To it. Oh no, you can't. You can't ignore it. Who's yeah. in better shape right now, Red Man or Method Man? Because um, y'all are both. Great, we're both in great shape. I'm more ripped. I'm more cut because I do a lot of calisthenics. I'm in the uh, pull-ups and dips. Everyone knows I'll be pulling up with weight on me. So it's, I'm not a game. I've seen it. I've any, seen it. Any rapper in the game, no, I get busy on the bars. So it's not a game. Um, I, I'm in a, <laughs> we, we're just more into our health because we know we smoke. And we know we're getting older and my pops passed away maybe three weeks ago or whatever and it just oh man sorry to hear that right sorry to hear that no it's it's okay because it was his due time you know god has his 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 uh his soldiers so at the end of the day it i always been in the shape bro but between me and meth like meth is in great shape i'm in great shape i'm just in a different kind of great shape i'm in the more cut callous look at that look at that <laughs> I, I I I I'm on my my fitness pal my fitness pal app. Uh, I'm only I watch my max. I'm only 50 grams of fat a day. Uh, 100 and 
uh, 80 uh, pro, uh, grams of protein. That's I watched, awesome. So, wow. About health is the wealth. That's why I started off the conversation when I got on here. I woke up alive and healthy. That's it. Praise That's God. That's, That's yo, you guys got me feeling spiritual. Um, thank you guys all so much. We yeah. appreciate you. You're Roseburg. Yeah, yeah, thank thank, you, thank so you for much. having us. Thank you for, for supporting Roseburg. Like, yo, yo, we watch you, Rose. We watch yo, you, bro. We appreciate everything you're doing, yo, brother. Redman, Red Red do you see me at all? Redman, do you see me on this at all? Because no. who is you're that? Only you're only shouting out Rosenberg. I haven't heard my name yet. I haven't heard a cypher <laughs> sounds. Yo, cypher sound. You've been quiet the whole time, you asshole. I, this is disrespectful. I feel horrible I'm right now. Sound. I'm sorry, brother. You know you my brother. <laughs> I, I, I did not know you was on here, bro. I did not see you. I didn't hear one word on here from you, bro. My bad, bro. No, Cypher Sound, you already know how we... I don't even got to talk to you. You know how we get down. You know you my dude. I, met, I, lost, I lost contact with Redman for a few years since I left the radio, and I've been trying to get in contact with him. And one day I'm getting off a flight in Newark Airport, and he runs up behind me and grabs me. He's like, what up, Sife? And then just walks off. And I was like, ah, ah, I need to talk to you. Right. Cypher sounds still look the same. How you doing? <laughs> Yo, Yo oh, man. My bad, my brother. My bad. No, it's, no, it's no, no. It's, it's not about me. It's about Fife today. That's and we right. want to thank you all for being here, man. One of my favorite rappers, favorite groups, and to hear y'all all talk about it, man. I, I just want to say rest in peace. I'm so happy we're going to get to hear more music, man. Wanep, it, it loves y'all. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, peace. All right. All right, later. Peace. Um, peace. Shout, and again, one more time, thank you to Al Branch. Shouts to uh, Al Branch, Queen's, Queen's own, who kind of helped pull this whole thing together. Um, wow, Saif. I'm Yo, glad you said what you just said. What was that? I about Redman. I was starting oh. to feel deeply uncomfortable. No, you know what it is? When you do you know when you do zoom on your phone, you only see speaker view unless you move it over. And and I guess but you talked a few times, so I don't know why it didn't switch to you though. Cause it's, sometimes it's it's, it's delayed of, when it switches who's talking. There's probably some kind of disrespect from Zoom. I, I was gonna say I, I kinda know who to blame here. Billy June? That's right. That, that's right. It's Billy June. Yeah. That's the up, only person to blame. Who set up Redman to be on the show? What'd you say? Who set up Redman? Was it you? Al, Al Branch set all of it up. Okay, okay, okay. I still want to blame Billy June for some reason. Oh, oh, oh. No, no. I'm sorry. It was Billy June. He's the one who was supposed to have told Redman that you were there. Yeah. Um, That was so like... Saif, I got to tell you, I didn't know where we were going to go with, with that whole thing. Did, I just that just felt so nice, all of it. Yeah, man. The, 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 I, I hate tooting our own horns, a hundred percent, man. But like, I, I this is what Wanep is, man. It's natural, it's organic, and it's pure hip hop. You know what I mean? And that's why I never worry about what we're gonna talk about on an episode because once we start talking, it just becomes what it is. We don't need a producer. We don't need a producer to prep us. Thank God we also don't have one. <laughs> but we don't need it. Well, Saif, what is the position generally regarded when you're a professional fuckface? <laughs> Billy June, can you put that on your LinkedIn page? Please. Yep, anything you want. Thank you. Thank you, put Billy on, June. Put on your CV. 
that you are on your CV, yeah. Fuck face. <laughs> um, well, hey, um, Cipher. So, uh, yeah, what what are you awesome, doing though. today? What are you doing with the rest of your day in Austin, Texas? I have to do a podcast with a a, a lady out here in uh in Austin, Texas. That has she's a uh, the concert queen of Austin. I'm doing her podcast, and then I have to go to two sneaker stores and shoot some Monster Energy show. Wait, called, what does that uh, mean? The concert queen. She's the concert queen. Well, that's her Instagram. She's a she's a big person in the entertainment and uh, what do you call those people? Influencer world of Austin, Texas. Uh, her name is Clarissa. She's amazing, super cool. Doing her is she hot? show today. Wait, she's am I hot. not allowed to? Am I no, am I still hot. allowed to ask that? Yes, you're allowed to ask that. No, she's beautiful. Okay, she's beautiful. Uh, and then and I got to go to. Uh huh. When do you go home? Ooh, I might not go home. I might go straight to Cleveland. Cleveland? I'm yeah, I'm doing Michelle Wolf show in Cleveland. Oh, we're back, baby. I'm back. I'm on this road. I go I go Cleveland, South Carolina, back to Austin, Tacoma, Washington. There's some shit happening. I gotta oh, wait, you're website. back. You're back. Seems like we're back. Seems like we're back. Yo, I that, needed that, it. I needed it. I need it. Scythe, I need you it. needed it. I was worried about you for a little while. No, there. I need it. I was, I was down, man. I was down. I was super down, man, and I feel happy again. And I, but I, I do have to balance my life out because it was all work. So when my work got taken away, I had nothing. Yeah, I mean, I got them, I got them kids, but I got them kids, but fuck the money pits. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, yeah, I was gonna say it's interesting that like, man, d- yo. Hold on. It's time again that we have a one ep, a deep moment on one okay. ep. Dun, 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 dun. No, this is deep. It just came to me right now. Mm-hmm. The human spirit is such that we always invest our our thought and time into what is not most bountiful for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So work for you was less bountiful so it made you feel down and you wanted more and you you wonder where it is right Mm -hmm. meanwhile of course and i'm not saying you don't have an appreciation this isn't a judgment i'm going to explain i'm the same way Mm -hmm. um you have a beautiful wife and beautiful children and a home and all is good and you know that and you appreciate it but yet you still it's like but what about the work over the last few years since my divorce my work has been bountiful but I'm mm-hmm. just like, when am I going to have a family? What happened to my, I thought I had a whole life plan. And then you don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I spent so much energy being sad and feeling like, man, this work could go away. Who cares about this work? It's all about having yeah. a family. And at the time, you know, my brother really pulled me aside at one point that I remember and was like, bro. Focus on your work because I promise you, you think things are bad now. You will think it's much worse if you don't have this work. Yeah, that's for sure. And, that's for sure. And, and like, yes, family is the most important thing. I do believe that. But, like, you do have to be appreciative of the things that you ha- that we have a bounty of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and also, like, when people say... um, Oh, your kids are so probably so happy that you're around all the time. I'm like, no, they can't be because I look sad and depressed. I don't even want them to see that. 
You know what I'm saying? I, what makes me happy and what's, what makes me want to be around them is to show them my success and my achievements. You know what's what I mean? Your, what's, the, what's your number? I want to I speak something out loud here. Okay. If you were to be able to choose, to, you, someone came up to you today. Yeah. They said, what do you want to do? Gun to my gun head. Gun to your head. Yeah. Yeah, like, when, like Patrice O'Neal. We have a gun to your mother's head. Spell <laughs> yeah, restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> no, but in your case, gu- gun to your head. Yeah. Pick what you want to do. Like, the number, what could be the idea? Ideal, most ideal situation professionally for you. Overall, that's right. It combines all of the things. That okay? Here's that's my, fine. But explain, here's my goal. Here's my goal. Listen, subscribe, hit up Patreon. Thank you so much. Help fund this goal. My goal. You know, when you do stand-up comedy, you go to a uh, a town for like a whole weekend. You do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If you're super popular, you might do two shows Thursday and even Sunday, something like that. My goal is to get in some kind of movies or TV shows, but just be like a bit role or funny moment. I want to be the guy that you see on the street and go, oh, you're from that Will Ferrell movie where you said, hunky-dory, you know what I mean? I'm the (laughs) hunky-dory guy. Okay. (laughs) Enough to get popular to draw people to stand-up shows. So my dream is I go to a town, Omaha, Nebraska. Go to Omaha, Nebraska on a Wednesday. I do a talk at a college, and then I do an improv show, improv comedy at a college, and then somewhere at night I do a real improv show like uh, with an audience. And, you know, I do a hip-hop improv show where I get hip-hop artists to tell stories and then we create a show made up on the spot. So I want to be able to take it personal. Take it personal. I want to be able to generate enough money where I could bring a red man out specifically to do that show. Okay. Make enough money to bring all of our friends, Talib Kweli, red man, whoever, to do that improv show. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I do the stand-up club, you know, and I'm with my people. I got my openers, I got my, my feature, my opener, whatever, and then I also look out for local talent because you, you can't steal the mics away from the local talent. And then maybe Friday and Saturday night, DJ the hottest clubs in that town and do a party. So not even do, not even do a stand-up show? No, do stand-up. So stand-up switch night? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And DJ? And DJ. You <laughs> You asked me a question. So your dream is to be Jamaican. My dream is we to already be, knew that. And then maybe in the daytime do a little construction somewhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> but bro, I would you know, or maybe not DJ every single night, but Friday or Saturday, you know, but I wanna, you know, be able to shoot stuff like I I would love to go to local sneaker stores and local streetwear stores. Or if they don't have that, like, go to a vintage shop and shoot some stuff. And then, like, you know, I want to be able to have a draw where, like, all the sports stars and local talent want to come to my show on the weekends. You know? 
like every night there's two football players or two basketball players and their wives or like a bunch of people coming from the sneaker stores and have like a, a, a by Saturday night have an after party where all the people from that town are all hanging out and we're all like having having a good old time. You know what I mean? That's my dream. And so essentially you have a dream that nobody else is living. I mean, I'm not I, saying it's impossible. I'm just saying no one else does exactly that. No, I would say Dave is close. Dave Chappelle does a lot of this, minus the DJing. Minus the, but he always has a DJ and he always has parties. Right. He has so a DJ still- at any moment. It's me or Trauma or even Quali. Like there's DJs around that will always we always make parties after Dave show somewhere. It might just be us or it might be a a lot of people. Have you ever considered killing Dave? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the goal, man. That's the goal. I love well, traveling. I, I, th- I love being on the road. I love being on the road. It's just something about it, man. It's like it's why I wasn't happy at Hot 97. And I know that now after years of reflecting. It's why I wasn't happy fully. And can I ask you a, a, a personal question? Of course. I've always wondered this. I'm going to ask you right now. Okay. Honestly, seriously. Uh-oh. Your wife is good with it? Like, she's cool. No. Absolutely not. No. Is many it, problems at the house. Many problems at the house. Has this always been a conversation? Yes. And, and, and you, you, but you feel... At least if you were crushing it in that way, when the when the bags of cash are following you, it it I'm not saying it makes it all better. I there's a lot of problems at the crib. Every relationship I've ever had, ever, the reason why it ended was because of this. Because you all wanted to move around. All of them. How early did you tell her, I want to be on the road? That's what I want to do. I always say it from the beginning, but you got to understand when I met her, I was deep into a very steady local career. Right. Having to go to work every day at Hot 97. But you essentially are, you're not changing your mind on this, though. This is set in stone. You are meant to travel. That's it. I'm meant to travel. I'm meant to travel. Yes. Do you ever listen to DJ Honda featuring Most Def, Traveling Man? I love that song. It's a great song. <laughs> it's a great song, Traveling Man. Yeah, I'm, 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 I mean, listen, I like, New, I love New York. I will never move out of New York. But I'm meant to be on the road. I'm meant to be on the road. I, I do, I will do the shittiest gigs. Check into the shittiest hotel. Well, I try not to go shitty hotels, but. Yeah, I don't like the one I'm in right now. But uh, I'll 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 do like I'll do Hampton Inn, Holiday Inn Express, um, you know Marriott Courtyard. Like I'll, that's fine for me. To, I love a courtyard. As, clean, as long as it's clean, as long as it's clean, you know what I mean. And I stay on I'll stay on that road, man. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is the traveling man, Cipher Sounds. Salute the very, him. The when very you see him. soon to be single. Problems at the house. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. It would be so terrible and yet such a perfect one up twist. Listen, you're fine until I get remarried. 
When I no, eventually get... get remarried, that's when you will be served papers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. Uh, but man, I promise. Uh, I promise you one thing about Cypher Sounds. He will never resemble what I resembled when we first had to show up at that meeting at Mass Appeal in winter 2018 into 19. That was that was rough. That was rough. But I, I you are wrong. I could be like that. You are wrong. You think you think you could be that bad? I was it was bad. Bad. I think so. I think I have been that bad. We just didn't have a meeting at the time. Yeah, we. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, hey guys, hey guys, contribute to our podcast so Patreon because we're two sad saps. <laughs> well, you know what? I said this the other day on Cheap Heat, and I'm going to say an abbreviated version right here because I got a lot of emails from people who appreciated it. Okay. Anyone hey, who's listening to One Ep right now, how do people email I do, us? Do we have an email? I, no, no, that was from Cheap Heat. I, do I didn't, we I don't, have, we don't an have an email? email. Billy, Billy June, June, do we, we have, have an email? Wanep is dead at gmail.com. You couldn't get a okay. wanep is dead at wanep is dead.com? Don't, don't focus on the wrong fucking thing. Fucking losers. All right, so email Wanep us is as well. dead. Wanep is dead at gmail.com. So send us your emails and uh, we'll make sure we get the login from Billy June so we can see it too. Anything you guys want to ask us about or share, please reach out. But I'll share one little thing. Yeah. One difference between me and Syph is. Sife enjoys motivational shit. Yeah. I don't. I get mad. I always think they're trying to pull one over. Yeah. Sife would post. I almost followed. I almost unfollowed Sife when he started reposting Gary V videos all the time. I was Love almost. I, hey, what you need to do is 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 dream it into existence, and then you need. I can't. I just can't. It's not for me. But I I, I appreciate that it works for other people. I do. Yeah. So I don't give advice i don't give motivational speeches but i do think there's value in hearing about someone's just real experience so if anyone is listening to the podcast right now and you're sitting there watching the time wind down and you're like i don't want this podcast to end because i'm currently fucking miserable and i get joy out of this this is something that brings me joy i will say somebody sent us a message and thanked us for bringing wanna back because he, he needed it he, I forget who it was, man. I apologize, but he said he needed it, and he's so happy it was back. So shouts to you, unnamed person. But for, I'll just say this. My life at this point is not perfect. No one's life is. I still have moments of sadness about the, my past, and um, it's, pain, it's a painful experience. And I'm sure there are people listening who have gone through that, who have gone through much more painful experiences with with death and all kinds of really horrible things. And all I will say is whatever you're going through right now, if this is like you're in the crux of the real worst moment, just know that I don't know how things end up the way they end up. But when I was at uh, late October, November, December 2018, all the way into spring 2019, into summer 2019, my 40th birthday, when I was at a restaurant, 40th, I had previously been married. My my ex-wife threw me my 35th surprise party. Mm-hmm. I threw her 30th birthday. Like, Instead, my 40th birthday was me, my mom, my dad, and my brother, okay? 
It's beautiful. It's my family of origin. I love them. But at 40, it's not what you expect your 40th birthday to be, okay? From that point of sadness to where I am now, the gap is so immeasurably gigantic. Like, every day I have joy. Every day I have gratitude. Every day I have fun. And while it's not perfect and it's still sad, whatever you're going through, even though it seems – I was at Point Scythe where on Monday – I'd be like, I'd get up in the morning, my alarm would go off. I was st- staying in some random place while my ex-wife was in the house. Mm-hmm. Literally, I was like Tom Hanks in Big when he stays in the city by himself. <laughs> Gunshots, m- screaming misery. Maybe not exactly, but you get the idea. And I would get into an Uber, and I would listen to a meditation app in the car, and I would just be like, I just have to make it, I just have to make it. I didn't know how I would make it to nighttime. I would be like, I don't know how to get through two radio shows today. I don't know how I'm going to come back to this fucking place at night. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. You somehow get to the next place. You somehow get there. You, You add up day after day. I prayed. I meditated. It sucked. It didn't solve everything in the moment. I didn't get what I thought I wanted ever. I didn't catch one fucking break in terms of what I thought would happen with my relationship. I kept waiting for it to get better. Oh, it, it's been a couple months. It's going to get – oh, it's going to – nope. Divorce papers, it ends. It went all the way the wrong way. And I was, like, broken. And somehow, without any sort of major trick except trying to be a better person and listen to people and be more kind and pray and whatever – Whatever your shit is that gets you to your happy place, a better place, it's better. You can't. You will be better. You will be better. So I, I don't have some. I don't have any sort of bit of advice except to tell you to know in the back of your mind, while it's impossible to foresee, shit somehow gets better. Yeah, man. And that was our deep uh, moment. That's. I, I, I want to add to the deep moment. Um, first of all. If you're listening by yourself and you're really in tune to what we're saying, thank you. We appreciate it. If you're listening with your friends and you can't be emotional right now and you're calling, these guys are fucking fruitcakes. We know you really appreciate what we're saying. Same thing, man. Um, I had some super low points in my life. And the last year especially, whatever you were going through in February of 2020, and then it was fucking tripled down on by the pandemic or COVID or lockdown, quarantine, whatever term you use to describe it. And everything just got magnified. Ghostface called it yesterday, I swear to God, the pandemic. <laughs> the pandemic. <laughs> the pandemic. You was in that pandemic, in which we still are. Don't get it twisted. Um, and I hit the lowest of lows. But I had to take care of my the shit I had to take care of, the family and all that stuff and the and the bills and the house and all that stuff. Because if I didn't have all that, I would have been out. I would have been living on the road, man, living in a truck. Um but Rosenberg is a hundred percent right. I don't know how you get through it, but just thinking about that you're going to get through it and that you know you will. I, you know, like you say, I listen to a lot of motivational shit. A lot of it is bullshit. A lot of it is snake oil salesman. But if you even take a tidbit from it and it works, then it worked. 
Then well it worked. Said. You know what I'm saying? It worked. And and I really do believe about that whole shit about the universe being a magnet and what you put out, you get back. It's not exactly like, oh, I want to be rich, and then a $100 million falls into your lap. You got to really be asking for real shit. But that magnet shit is real. And the more you stick to it, the more you live your life on a daily basis, get through that day, it starts to get better. Only, only time will heal it. You know what I'm saying? Which and, sounds and, and it, it may not be two weeks or a month or two months. Like I'm not saying it's going to happen. The ne- and that's that was for me, Sife, the worst of it when it had been like a couple of months, three months, and I was walking around winter in New York, still miserable. I'm like, when does this end? Yeah. When uh, seasons changed? I was like, are you fu- what the fuck? It can take a long time, but it gets and, there. And I think people that, uh, I think, and I, listen, man, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but I think people that turn to drugs or drinking or food, such as myself, it feels better in the moment, but you're just pausing the progress. You're pausing the progress, man. And you got the time has to go through. One, uh, what's the what's the term people say? This This too will pass, I think. Yep. This too will pass, man. And it's this real. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. You got it. You're in the Bible. This too shall pass. Um, put one foot in front of the other, man. And at least if you just attempt to get right, it will start attracting. So, so man, yo, that, I did. All. I did. Uh, I did. I went to Tony Robbins before the before the pandemic. Man, that was an experience. But he does this thing. I, I can't tell you the whole thing, but he does this thing. It's like the. It's, I think. I think it's called the Dickens effect. It gets so fucking weird and powerful, but it's basically Charles Dickens is uh, a Christmas Carol, Ghost of Christmas Past, Christmas Present, Christmas Future. View that as your life. View the future. View what you want. View what your main goal is. What you just asked me about, what I want to do about going to a town and taking over and doing all that's what I want. Picture yourself doing all that. Now picture yourself today and the steps you're not taking towards that and how you will fucking be so disappointed and have so much regret in your end days and visualize what you want and start making it happen. The smallest step, just one step today, is a step, a step, 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 and it'll go. But you got to do it. You got to do the work. <sighs> I'm, I'm emotionally drained now. Well, one up is dead, so... Guys, we appreciate you. Every week we've seen the Patreon go up, and it means a lot. So we won't spend a lot of time. It's not going up with enough, it. though. We need more. We do need more. We need more. But but I, mean, I don't. But I want to appreciate the people who jo- joined this week. You want, you want, you want Andrew Schultz to be rich. I know. And you don't want the Juan Epps guys to be rich. Like that's crazy. Is that what you want? You, you want, want us to Andrew? be outside the club, outside want, the club with Fubu. You want Sean John. <laughs> You want Joe Rogan and Andrew Schultz to be mega rich, and you don't want to help me get a little fucking used Jeep Wrangler? Like, wow. That's crazy. Can I get a used Jeep Wrangler and paint it like the A-Team van? Please, let him do that. Look at can him. I, Look at this guy. Can Look I get him. a Can I get a half-glossy black, half-matte black, red-striped Jeep Wrangler, please? Yeah. Is that that's, Look at him. Look at him. It's the least you could do for him. With some tires? With some big tires? So I can that's look halfway it. cool? That's all he wants, a brand wow. new Jeep with no used, a, used, used. Okay, a used, used Jeep. Look at that. 
All right, guys. We appreciate you. Sign up for Patreon, and we'll catch oh, you next week. Yeah, Look please. for that Fife video this week and um, and uh, that Fife album coming soon. Thank you to everyone who joined Can us I today. Can I like a used Wrangler? And give Cypher the used Wrangler, please. But listen, I need enough money to get the used Wrangler, but I also need enough money to get the tires and the paint job done. So <laughs> right. do that fourth meal tier or whatever it is. Yo, thanks for listening. <laughs> Fuck off, fuck faces. And.